What's going on everyone? Welcome back to those who tuned in before and welcome to any new listeners. My name is Jelani Brown and I'm glad to bring you another episode of What the Game Means to Me. I'm excited about today's episode. I had the chance to sit and talk with Bennett expert and businessman Marcus Graham aka Brother Graham. We discussed how sports growing up has impacted his life, career choices and success, the vending business and how you can get started today, the last dance, all things NBA and more. So. Let's get to it. First question I have for you is, what were your experiences with sports as a child? Uh, I mean, I played basketball. That was pretty much my thing with just basketball. Um, you know, outside of like, you know, playing, you know, football around the way, you know, as far as just being out in the field with your friends. Yeah. Um, as far as organized stuff, I really just played basketball. What was your, uh, I guess, fondest memories or like, I guess, role model, idol that you looked up to? You know, I didn't really have one, to be honest. Um, no, let me stop it. I'm lying. Um, <laughs> Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce. Initially, when I started, like, started playing basketball, so, um, Paul Pierce was my favorite player. Um, Cause I think I think it was because I had a little weight on me, mm-hmm. and seeing how he was able to play, get to the spots, never seemed like he was sped up. Uh, it was definitely something that I, you know, tried to you know take heed to. Everybody was around the way trying to be Iverson, trying to be Kobe, trying to be Jordan. Yeah. Um, but I kind of wanted to look at somebody that you know really kind of resembled what I was like. So um, Pierce was my guy initially, and then once and once. Um, I seen Melo um, in Syracuse. He was like Paul Pierce, but athletic. Like, yeah, you know that was like, oh man, this is my. I had to roll with him. <laughs> yeah, that's different. A lot of people be hating on Paul Pierce. Honestly, are you uh, from the Boston area? Nah, man. He just was just this chubby dude that was balling. He was just balling. He just. Nah, I just feel. I just love the smoothness because I'm not. I'm not fast either. Mm. So even when I like lost weight and stuff like that, I still wasn't fast. Um, but you know, he played. I learned early, you know, to be able to play at a pace, and that's something I see him do. Yeah, yeah it does make sense. Like I said, he's like the slow assassin killer, so mm-hmm. he didn't get you too much respect, but he's a dog for sure. That's good. And, um, I guess next question How has uh, how has sports contributed to your life and career goals? Ironically, sports, sports is, is, is exactly why I am where I am today. I went to a specific college because I wanted to walk on to a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to that college and pretty much everything else from my life has been based upon where, honestly, I went to school. I met certain kind of people, did certain kind of things, um, even, you know, took certain kind of, you know, I went into certain kind of majors and stuff like that, all based on sports. You know, I went to college. Initially, I was in sport management. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work out because it was like the worst program I've ever <laughs> it, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I can attest to that. But I, I became like real close friends. Well, you know, because I was, you know, walking on the basketball team. So I became friends with them, um, which is part of how I moved here because one of my, you know, well, my old, my ex best friend is from here. So I moved here. Um, but he was on the team and stuff like that. So it played a big part. I mean, even me tearing my ACL and stuff playing basketball wow. last year um, was really how I kind of blew up with my business, you know? Mm-hmm. So I fractured my knee last January, rehab. I rehabbed until April. Um, I was done 
I played basketball for two weeks. I was only done with rehab for two weeks, and then I tore my ACL and my other knee. So I tore my ACL, my meniscus, my quad, my patella tendon, fractured my yeah. femur. That's all my body was telling you, you just got to sit down. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what happened. I, I had to sit down. Um, um, I had just got fired from my job, too. Mm. So I had kind of, like, I had my business, but at that moment, I had to really, like, really, like, focus. Like, all right, man, maybe I've been kind of, you know, chilling and maybe I've been a little bit content. Mm -hmm. um, so at that moment, it was like, okay, I sat down. It was the summertime now. And it was like, all right, let me spend time with my kids, mm -hmm. but also focus on like really, really building my business. And that's kind of how I got where I am today. That's a good story. I, I know it was a painful story too, because Jesus. Man, so I'm still doing it now, man. Yeah, I, I know those after, that's after or lasting effects for sure. Especially like ACL and then knee. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like I said, I, I told my quad too, but that's the thing that's mm -hmm. still giving me the most trouble. This is like, this happened last May, so I still can't really run like that because everyone's like the pain in my quad. Yeah. severe, and my leg might buckle a little. Um, so I, the, the knee feels okay. You know, like I yeah. have some soreness in my meniscus, but it's mm -hmm. really my quad, which I didn't expect. Yeah. So I haven't heard too, too many people guess, that I know. Tearing their quads, so yeah, I know that's probably definitely, definitely big one from black from me. See, I understand what Kawhi was going through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it gives you a little insight into exactly what the players, why they low management and such. Uh, I guess you kind of answered that next question. I was about to say, pretty much, how has it inspired you? You know, I guess to stay on your path as a, as a businessman. But I guess like, why specifically vending? Um, what got you? I guess into the vending side of everything. Uh, the guy I was friends with, man, he was in the business. So I moved, uh, I'm originally from upstate New York. So I moved to okay. Philly two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I was supposed to get into real estate with my friend. We was going to do it together. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, he was like, you know, I'm doing this vending business. You should get into the business, you know, start your own little thing, get a couple machines and then save that money to invest in the real estate mm -hmm. business. Um, so that's what I initially did. And then at the time, the, you know, the vending business just kind of took on a life of its own as I started to accumulate more machines and then more locations. How does that part of it all work? Like, what's the, I guess, the startup cost? I know it depends on what type of machine you're getting. Startup cost would be real low because startup cost for me wouldn't be real low mm -hmm. because I know more, you know what I'm saying? And, I, mm -hmm. you know, some things are important to me, but startup cost would be real low because you can get a a dirt cheap machine of somebody from Craigslist for like three, four hundred dollars, right? Oh, wow. And then let's say you rent a truck and you guys, you know, you rent a truck, you maybe get, you know, tools that, you, you know, things that you need to move it mm -hmm. that might cost, you know, like two hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And then you might pay one fifty for, you know, your product or whatever. Like this is just if you got one machine, you know, yeah. maybe one fifty for your product and put some coins in there, you probably looking at like eight hundred to a thousand dollars to really, you know, to, to do it for like dirt cheap. Now, would I, I would, would I recommend that? No, I won't recommend that because um, the, the thing with, you know, being in the businesses, you kind of, as an individual, you kind of compete with other businesses, other bigger businesses. So it's yeah. like having that one makes sense. You don't want to, you know, aesthetics is very important. So if you look like you got some old ad, I mean, some old real, you know, van like a machine, yeah. they not go, you know, they gonna be like, man, yeah, we, we don't want, we don't want that. You know what I'm saying? And you need, you know, car readers is important, now, you yeah. know, like things like that. So I, I tell people, you know, I would, you know, 
try to have about 2,000 to, you know, 3,500 because mm -hmm. you might need one machine, you might need two machines, you mm -hmm. know, so that would be two card readers, you know, mm -hmm. um, things of that nature. So, but a couple thousand dollars is, you know, definitely mm -hmm. safe. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I actually, um, it's not only volume for a few months, but yeah, like I haven't, I guess, fully dived into it or just explored the side of it. But like I said, every now and then, like I said, I've seen you tweeting, I kind of just like look into it and dig deeper and more and more. I know you got a bending course out, right? And uh, I guess an ebook as well. Yeah. Uh, I guess kind of, kind of what I guess what to expect uh, if they buy that course. So when you buy the course, so pretty much I show you every single thing um, from the business, you know, everything, every single thing that I did, you know, so um, everyone has their own story. Everyone might have their own opinions, but for me, I've been successful and I've done these things and these things have been shown to work. So mm -hmm. I show you how to stock properly. That might not seem important, but that's very important as far mm -hmm. as you can stock wrong and you can miss a spot and miss a thing. And now you're not going to make any money because nobody's going to, if they see, you know, you have one item here and then behind it is nothing. And then it's more, they're not, nobody's going to pay extra money to get product. Um, I show you how to brand your business, you know, so I show you where to go that I use to brand my business. I show you how to, use, how to, um, you know, acquire a business line, you know, get a business phone line. I show you where to get your credit card readers from. Um, I show you what products that you, you know, you should have in your machines, how to boot sales, the things you need when you go to a location, you know, the, the documentation you may need, mm -hmm. um, how to secure a location, how to find a location. Um, you know, even things like how to calculate your return of investment, you know, so I show a lot of that stuff, you know, um, the course has text and videos, the ebook is just the text from the course, you know, okay. so, um, you know, what's in the ebook, you know, was in the course, it just said you don't have the videos to visually see some things, mm -hmm. um, and the ebook doesn't come with, you know, free consultation and the vending documents that um, come within the course. Yeah. And um, I guess going based off, like I said, the things that you're kind of teaching in the course, where I guess did you learn those specific, I guess, skills or specific routes and such that you're, things that you're telling me about? I guess, was it all kind of like self-learning, YouTube or from your friends? Some, some friends, some uh, people I come in contact with, whether I, you know, I buy product from, I go to a, warehouse, a vending warehouse, mm -hmm. ask them a lot of questions, like I said, just trial and error. Mm -hmm. You know, pretty much things of that nature. That's that's really been the case. Okay, cool, cool. So it's kind of just pulled up, pulled all in together from, like I said, everyone's kind of experiences, your experiences, everything that you kind of learn. Yeah. What's the most important as aspects are to learn or know about the vending machine business? Um, that don't underestimate. You know, locations being available. Uh, that's one thing that people always say, man, all the locations are probably taken, things like that. And I think that's the, you know, the wrong mindset to have. You know, I think if anything, if you are putting negativity in the universe, that's what you're going to get back. You know, yeah, so exactly. for me, instead of looking at it, all the locations are taken, I look at it as like, okay, where can I find it? How can I get it? You know, it's as I, you know, I Google how many cities is in America and it's over 19,000. So that means it's a lot of places yeah. that are open. You know, even right now, if you look at my timeline, you'll see me posting mm -hmm. people who even during the pandemic has gotten locations, you know, because <laughs> they, they didn't stop. They didn't let, you know, things discourage them and they've gotten opportunities. Yeah, I was about to say, that's kind of how I was thinking about it here. That's probably why I was a little bit hesitant to start because I live in Atlanta. So I'm just like, I'd say I go 
you know, pretty much everywhere and I'm seeing different vending machines and I'm just like, either thinking like, you know, where they get them or they probably already got somebody that you know, does that route or they already got somebody that serviced them or like it must be like a, a big company or whatever, you know, you see like the Coca-Cola ones or you know, the other brand ones and stuff. So it's like, I guess how does one, I guess, break that cycle of maybe like thinking like, oh, it's just, you know, it's no use. Like everywhere I'm going, I already see the machines or the business is probably good. They don't need anybody or any help. Kind of like, what would you say to them or kind of get them out that mindset, even advice to what they should do in order to, I guess, infiltrate that business and maybe like show them that you're a better person that they can go with? Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's not easy to get, you know, locations, you know, mm-hmm. businesses to kind of swap out people, you know, yeah. um, unless they're doing really bad, you know, and if they have complaints about a, a vendor, um, nine times out of 10, that's not a good location. So that's probably why the vendors aren't doing what they want, you know, supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I, always, I mean, within the course, I, you know, let people know like the best kind of the easiest places to get into is business offices. Mm-hmm. You know, that, in, you know, warehouses, bigger companies go for bigger locations because it needs to be profitable enough for them. Yeah. Because they have to pay multiple people. Mm-hmm. Whereas yourself, it's just you. Yep. So smaller accounts are more available for, for people like us, you know. So making $400, $500 at a location is perfectly fine mm-hmm. if you're an individual. But if you're, if you're, a bigger business and you have to pay your driver, you have to pay the person the service, you have to pay yeah. the stuff, then $400 is not nice. worth it. Yeah. So that's why I tell people to try to focus on locations like, you know, business offices mm-hmm. and try, you know, warehouses, you know, things of that nature. I don't know if you get this question a lot, but it's being a vendor, man, like what's your favorite snack? Man, I shouldn't even have one because <laughs> I shouldn't have that one. <laughs> um, to be honest, man, go through phases, you know, because sometimes I'm, I'm every once in a while, like I haven't done it you know, too much, but if I'm driving a whole lot, I'll, I'll probably grab something from my bin. Um, but it was a period of time where it's the peanut butter the crackers. It's like, oh, yeah, and like little yeah, those things. Yeah, like I, I, I was eating those for a while, yeah. and then I kind of stopped because I was, <laughs> I was eating one of them while I was driving. I had got a, a car. And I got a call for, you know, my car to get placed on my machine. Mm-hmm. And the peanut butter was just on my mouth and I couldn't speak. So I think, you know, I mean, the, the uh, I'm peanut M&M's. I mean, I think those was kind of everyone's favorite. Like, that's, that's the number one seller. Hey, that's all I was just about to ask you. I was like, what's the, the number one seller for you, like, with your routes and vending machines? Like, what peanut people just be buying up? Peanut M and M's is don't this universe every location is just, you know does great. Like even if I like there's locations where s- something does better, but peanut M and M's does good everywhere. Mm-hmm. Is it like specific snacks that just don't sell, or is it like like everything pretty much? Like you kind of know with what well, I know you probably know what to get by now, but like someone else, like would they is there like a specific snack they may should steer away from? Um, I saw a based on location, man. Like some things might not work one place and work somewhere else, man. Like I, I've seen it. I've seen Diet Pepsi be popular one place and they like, yo, take that out at another place, you know. Um I've had places where it was like, man, you know, we got Coca-Cola in there. They were like, nah, we don't want Coca-Cola, man. We want Pepsi. And then I went to other places, they were like, man, do we have to have Pepsi? Can we get Coke? It's like it is yeah, the one the one place where nothing matters 
has been um, one of my big locations that has like a student housing because it has so mm-hmm. many people. Oh yeah, yeah. So many variations that everything. They gonna, does yeah, they're gonna take whatever. Honestly, yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Does. Kids, yeah, they just be wanting food. They gonna spend the money on it. What has uh, sports, I guess, like taught you most about yourself, or even like your business? Like, what has sports and your business kind of taught you most about yourself? Sports has taught me has taught me how to really, really be like, you know, learn how to be a star in my role, mm-hmm. which you know, which really helps a lot because, you know, when I started my vending business and stuff like that, like the people I was friends with, things like that, they were doing better than me. Mm-hmm. You know, really, you know, a whole lot better than me. You know, I've always been transparent about, you know, when I first started, I was only making like $60 off of two machines wow. for, for months, months, you know, yeah. but they were doing well. They were doing 300 400 five, even $1,000 a location. That wasn't me. But I never, you know, I never wavered. I never, you know, was competitive, you know, got a competition or hated yeah. on them. Yeah. It, it just wasn't my time. You know what I'm saying? That was just thing. It wasn't my time. It wasn't my, that just wasn't what, it, you know, what it was at the moment. Um, yeah. So, you know, things broke my way, you know, so I continued to work and continued to work and take care of my machines. You probably would have thought I was making thousands of dollars the way I was taking care of. So it was no surprise when things broke my way. Yeah. Um, because of that, you know, because like I said, playing the sports, you know, I kind of, I, I, sometimes I was, I didn't get into games and sometimes, you know, I was starter and I was the best player on the team. Like mm-hmm. those things kind of happen. I know how things can go. You know, yeah. I don't get... I don't get too high, I don't get too low because yep. things can always change. My role can always change. I know I was able to adapt, you know. Yep. Um, I do great as a on my own company, but I used to be a manager. Mm-hmm. Also was first in line with the job I used to have. So, you know, sports kind of taught me, you know, how to prepare for all of that, to be honest. Yeah. Pretty much it sounds like, yeah, being ready, being adaptable, being able to shine in. And compete when it's your turn, like I said, just being consistent, honestly. I guess that's summed it up to be consistent. All right, like I said, I'm stay away a little bit from the vending machine because I got you on here because I, I want your force opinion as well. Because I see you on the timeline fighting a lot with some with some people. They be coming at you with with certain stuff and it'd be pretty funny. Like I think the last one I think I might have caught might have been like a LeBron fight or something like that. I think about like three point percentage. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Since, of course, everything shut down, you know, COVID-19, everything, we put pretty much sports on on a halt. Pretty much I've gotten the NFL draft and the last dance, so I've been pretty much asking everybody, like, what uh, what have you thought about the last dance? Kind of like your, you know, reactions and, and just thoughts and, you know, funny stuff that you've seen, you know, in the episode so far. So far, it's been great. I mean, a lot of this stuff is not really new. So it's specifically like the Jordan aspect. Yeah. Um, things were like Pippen contract and stuff like that. That was a little new, you know, new scene. Yeah, same but, here. But mostly everything else I kind of already knew. Um, but what I love, I, I mean, honestly, I love, you know, the this version of Mike, you know, the the the, the ultra competitive 50-year-old guy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He yeah. still got the grudge with Zeke, you know, that, exactly. like the, the, the trash he's talking now, like, I love that version of him, you know? I remember before the documentary came out, he was worried that people was not gonna like him after like, it. Yeah, I remember when he said that, I was like, I haven't heard or seen anything. Like, we like, all know, we yeah, all we love this version. <laughs> yeah, and love it, exactly. With that as well, one of the trends on Twitter, pretty much with sports, has kind of been like, you know, little stardom, bitch him, cut him. And I think the one today that I saw was uh, Isaiah Magic and Steph. I guess what, what's your thoughts on that? What would you, who, I guess, who would you start pinching cut? 
Uh, I think that's kind of easy. And it's unfair, but it's, <laughs> you know, you got to go Magic, Steph, you know, start Magic, bench uh, Steph, and cut Isaiah Thomas again. <laughs> do you think, uh, what, I guess, what do you think about the 1992 uh, little dream team situation? What, uh, what do you think that was all about? You think it was more so of Michael, or you think it was like a collective whole? Because, like you say, he kind of had it out with, you know, a lot of people in that era, so. Well, I guess kind of like your thoughts. Who do you, who do you think I really, I guess, not really take most of the blame, but who do you think is really kind of like that person that was like, nah. Sure. I think, um, I think this is this is the the part that makes me a little uneasy about it is because we hear so much about the competitiveness of the '90s and all that kind of stuff. So to see Isaiah pretty much be exempt and hated on for exemplifying what they said the 90s was is a little yeah. confusing to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He is the poster child for what they made so great about the 90s, but now he's being, he was blackballed because of it. Yeah. Like, so that that's the thing that don't kind of make sense to me. I think that, the, you know, people competing with him and they all fight doing all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I would have assumed that they would have been able to put that to the side because it would have been a mutual respect of competitiveness. Mm -hmm. So for them to hold that grudge is kind of, it, it kind of contradicts what they all said they stood for. Exactly. You yes. know, so that's that's the thing that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, I would say he's a, I definitely say he's one of the top one guards in my opinion, just because he, you know, had that nastiness and rawness about him, you know, played both sides of the ball. Like it was just different era back then. But like you said, it's like, kind of, I guess, burned his bridges by what everybody pretty much was doing. Like, the thing and is, not only that, though, is that he's the only person that you can, that has beat Mike, Magic, and mm -hmm. Bird in their prime. Prime, yeah, exactly. He's the only person, you know? So I also don't think that's no coincidence yeah. <laughs> that he wasn't on the team. Yeah, exactly. But so John Stockton honestly wasn't too much of a... I mean, it wasn't a letdown. They still won the gold medal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the chemistry, too. Chemistry. Yeah. I mean, That's all I was about to say. It's probably that chemistry, yeah. too. The chemistry. Mm -hmm. It's with that, too. Like, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, like, late 80s, early 90s, or not early 90s, but late 80s and the 90s. Kind of like people have been comparing, you know, the current state of the NBA, current players. The, the narrative that's been around all the time, like current state of the NBA players, they could never play back in the days. And, you know, back in the day players, they could never really do what they've been, like never could do what they're doing today because the people that they were playing against, you know, they make jokes, they like mailmen and electricians and stuff. So kind of like, what what's your take on that? What current NBA player do you think would survive and, you know, pretty much do the same thing they're doing nowadays in the 80s and 90s? Most of them. All of the great players will be able to play great in any era. Mm -hmm. I mean, if there's one thing, if, if there's one thing that we all gotta like be real about is that mm -hmm. when you play basketball, every gym, every city, mm -hmm. every area has different rules. Mm -hmm. So when you come in there, when the ball is you know checked in, you find out what it is. <laughs> okay, this is not a foul over here. This is not a foul. Exactly. This is how we're playing. Mm -hmm. Then we adjust. If they're saying this is a foul and this happens, I'm going to plead that this was a foul based mm -hmm. on what you said. Yeah. It doesn't make me soft. That just make, this is the rule. Mm -hmm. And I think people kind of get lost in that thinking that players are soft today. No, players aren't soft. Yeah. They're just playing the game. They're playing the game that's presented to them. Mm -hmm. If they had to, if if they if the NBA said, all right, you know, we're changing the way this is played, you will see things change. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that it'll be able to they'd be able to adapt, man. I mean, some players might some players might do better in certain time frames and stuff like that. You know, for instance, um people have forgot about or laughed at him over the last, you know, four or five years, but Melo would have been Melo would have won championships in the nineties. His style of play, who was nobody was I mean the the closest person that was his size you know, as far as big as he was, but quick in the feet was Charles Barkley. Charles ain't had no handle like Melo got handle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Melo would have killed in there, but the way the game is played today, he found it a little tougher to adjust. Mm -hmm. So um, I think most players would have done phenomenal, to be honest. You know, I think some players would have changed. Like Magic, Magic. I don't think Magic would have been as dominant um, because we already see Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons is the better defender. And he's way more athletic. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons is a star, mm -hmm. but Superstar. because of the way the game is played, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody would have been in respect. I mean, you know, you talking about, you know, Stephanie would have ran circles around Magic. Yeah, especially if they yeah. played the same way they played now, because like I said, they would have ran circles around. Back in the he day, wouldn't have been able, played inside. He wouldn't have been able to guard them out on the perimeter, mm -hmm. and then he's not, he can't score out on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. So you talking about... If he was going to be effective, he would have to post up. Now, he has a better post game than Ben Simmons, mm -hmm. but is Magic going to shoot the ball 30, 40 times? I don't know. And do, do you, are you going to win with Magic shooting yeah. 30, 40 times? Yeah. Probably only yeah. really if he had to. So. But, I, but just imagine in the 80s or the 90s, if, like, like I said, let me paint this picture for you. 1983, mm -hmm. Kevin Durant's a rookie. Seven feet tall, <laughs> would handle like a guard. <laughs> He do that that double crossover, cross pull up from three in front of Larry Bird. I don't think I don't think he make it out the court, man. They 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 storming the court to, to, to lynch this dude. What the hell? Is that? Like we gotta be serious, man. There's no, you know what I'm saying? LeBron yeah. get a fast break. The the whole arena probably gonna stop when he dunk. They ain't yeah. never seen nothing like that. Exactly. I'm talking about somebody the size of Karl Malone, the fastest guy in the league, dribbles like a guard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the best comparison I've probably heard in a while. The like the plan either, either playing pickup at the at the park or um, at a gym, like you said, like you don't know the people, but you you're gonna you're gonna grow accustomed to like how the game is being played or what you see or you know you just being out there. Like you said, something yeah, fast on cause it. All right, well you kind of know what you got to do versus like yeah. you know they're playing a little softer. You know what you can do. You know, even you, your team, your so. man. If, even your homies. If you're on the team with your homies, y'all go play somewhere new that you might you not used to. Mm -hmm. They might tell you to stop tripping. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause this, you know, because that's how it is. Like they play different, like in New York than mm -hmm. when they play in Philly. Like I learned that the very first time. The very first, I, I probably was only in Philly for 30 minutes before I went to. Philly. <laughs> I promise you, now I moved to Philly. And 30 minutes later, I was at the gym. And the very first, they grabbing, pulling, everything like mm -hmm. that. Yo, the first few possessions, I'm like, yo, man, <laughs> stop crying, play ball. Oh, okay, that's okay. what I'm playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that, that went on from there. Like, that's mm -hmm. like that's just a natural thing. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense. I totally I agree with that. It says, different take. I never heard anybody say that, but it, it makes sense. I guess next thing I kind of wanted to ask, um, that's about the NBA. You know, like I said, everything kind of got cut short. I guess, who did you see, like, kind of coming out of both sides? I know the Lakers were just starting to feel themselves and was getting on a roll. A lot of people still say the Clippers would have came out. Like, guess how do, how do you see that shaping out? And do you think the NBA is going to resume as well? Um, I think the Lakers, I mean, I, I, I got the Lakers winning the championship. Um, on the East Coast, 
I don't know because while Milwaukee looks head and shoulders above and one and the way they defend, I'm probably getting too much strategy. But the way they defend, they give up they give up a lot of three, you know. So that's why you have the the Fred Bland fleet series of his life because he's you know what I'm saying? The way they just they they make you, you know, collapse on you and let, make you kick it out. Um if you give a team seven games to prepare for that, man. They gonna shoot the lights out, you know. They eventually they will, like you know. So when you you talk about, and then you know, Giannis still, even though he improved as a three point shooter, mm-hmm. he's as you watch for when they played the Lakers. When you got that, you got people that can match him physically and, and speed wise. He's gonna be negated. You don't have to double team him. That makes it even worse. Right. So you you can beat Giannis with them scoring thirty points because mm-hmm. they're thirty points off of twos ain't gonna kill you. Um, so I really, I really, cause you know, was able to see. I wouldn't have been surprised if Toronto would have got them, you know, um, because they still have that defensive principle. Like people forget that, even though they got beat, you know, by Milwaukee a few times this season, they ain't even been healthy, yeah. and they still balling out. Yeah. Um, and Philly is such a weird team that I think that Philly is the team that you know you get down on. They might, they might upset them, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Philly. But it's weird. It's all matching yeah. because, yeah. because actually the team that I really think would to, could beat Milwaukee more than anyone is Miami Heat. They have the athletes, athletes, the size, all of that to combat what they do. So exactly. that that one really is more of a crap shoot. Yeah. Definitely for sure. Like you said Miami. I didn't really see them. I didn't see them doing what they've been what, what they've been doing this year. Especially like I said, they got those three rookies. And I guess Damn, it's that Jimmy Butler, you know, coming in is really just like that that dog, that mindset. Say so if they all got that mm-hmm. same common goal, that same mindset, that's hard to beat. First, plus, like you said, size, athleticism, and they all pretty much shoot. So it's, it's and Bam, Bam taking like a, a huge leap is something yeah. that I don't. Like, you know, we all thought he was talented, but the leap to be an All Star this exactly. strong, like, yeah. and and that was that was something different. Yeah. You said, do I think the NBA coming back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. My heart is telling me yes, because I'm like, there's no way they're going to let this yeah, they can't just end season like go. That. That yeah. was, you know, but then it's like, I don't know. I mean, but it, I mean, I don't know. I just seen something from Live Nation about them going to be resuming concerts. I mean, to only like 230 people, though. So if they can do that. And if the NBA, like, I think the NBA probably will. I mean, because I don't, I think that they might just call it a season. I mean, as far as just say, okay, this is what it is, just the standings. Maybe they get a couple tune-up games, but mm-hmm. with the way the playoffs is set, it's like, you know, two games a night or maybe three, like, yeah. you can kind of see that happen, you know? You can see that happening where it's just two, you know, a couple games a night being mm-hmm. played. Um, and, they, and they pick one one city. Um, I'd probably be like Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Or Oklahoma City, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And just have people play this. So they can do it because everybody's going to watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. I think that would be dope, though. I think that would be dope. If, you know, if the players get mic'd up. Yeah. Or they put mics on the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let, just something, let, yeah. Like, let it be like some of the best open gym games ever. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think that would be dope. Yeah. And you said everybody's going to tune in, so they're going to get their, you said they're going to get the revenue money from, you know, or TV money, rather. So, like you said, I think that would be a good idea. Like I said, that's not something I heard either yet. You said we're getting the mic'd up. I would definitely tune in for that. Oh man, that'd be man. Can you imagine yeah. the Lakers Clippers series? Yeah, talking trash and crazy. all of them out there. Yeah. Uh, that'd be something crazy. Something. Yeah, you said have I guess like a um what you call it the explicit version like on ESPN two or plus or whatever they be whatever yeah, you know man. they got subscriptions and stuff. So 
Yeah, might need to pitch that to know. For real. Um, and so with that, I know you mentioned Bam, like I said, one of the newer all-stars, younger and up-and-coming players. What kind, What players, I guess, today do you like or enjoy watching the most? Um, you know, LeBron is my favorite player. Like, that's my guy. Um, but, man, it's tough, man, because I keep tabs on everything. Man, I, you know, I, I had to get the package. I got to try to watch it. everyone yeah. as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but specifically um, – my favorite young player, man, um, is, is is Lonzo Ball. I love Lonzo Ball. Um, I like Brandon Ingram too, but I really think Lonzo was gonna like he was and he was coming into like the player that I'm seeing him being, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I think he's gonna be a. I still think he's gonna be a star. Um, I hate the fact that I know that it's probably gonna take him not playing with Drew Holiday for it to happen. Like, yeah. Um, but Lonzo, Lonzo, man, definitely Lonzo. Uh, love what I'm seeing from Brandon Ingram. Um, I just, I just like watching all of them, to be honest, man. Because I'm a fan of the, I'm a fan of the game. Yeah, first yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, it's, it's, it's so everybody's so unique as players that I just, I just love watching this player for this, watching this player for that. Like, mm-hmm. as much as LeBron is my favorite player, um, he doesn't come before the game. You know, yeah. like uh, I love the game first and foremost. I'm loyal to that. Perfectly said. Yeah, I, I think kind of like the same said with Lonzo. It's just really, I guess, like the injuries. But I'm, I'm thinking the new change of scenery, being in you know New Orleans, still got a few of his teammates from LA, just around a younger group of you know players that he's gonna be able to grow up with. And hopefully, like I said, it's honestly him just staying healthy. He develops mm-hmm. that shot. I like, I like the release better, a lot better. People, oh yeah, thirty-eight percent from three right now. Yeah, that's that's big. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, if he just, if it's really just him being, you know, staying healthy and being able to continue to grow and build his game with the, you know, players around him. I think, I think he's going to be, you know, all-star within at least the next, hopefully, next year or two. Man, listen, I really, I really see, you know, what I'm saying, uh, Gary. Peyton, Sean Kemp kind of situation with mm-hmm. him and Zion, man. Like, mm-hmm. I really see it so much. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to watch for sure. Like I said, I'm hoping they should, well, obviously, they're going to stay together. They're going to be together for at least, you know, I guess the way the NBA contracts and everything work, at least, you know, five years. Well, really, like I said, if they re-sign Lonzo, at least they're, five they're years. They're going to re-sign him for sure, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they, they they're probably going to trade Brandon Ingram. Oh, know. really? Um, because I think because I think it's easier it's easier to do that than for them to really coach him and Zion to work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they, they like they can make it work, but they they probably do the easiest thing. Yeah, I know. Even my my Hawks. Oh, yeah. I'm a Atlanta fan. They um I remember reading. Listen, that would be that. tough. That would be tough I would, because I wouldn't mind. That would be tough. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. That would be that would but be tough. I just I don't want to give away because. Every trade situation that I see or read, they're always giving away literally all three of our wings. Like, they're giving away Herder, they're giving away Hunter, and they're giving away Reddish. And I really like Reddish. Like I said, he was coming into his own these last, like, ten games. Yeah. He got hurt. He was definitely getting better on the offensive end. He's been solid on defense all year round, but it's just that offense was starting to kick in. And, like I said, everything I'm seeing is they're trading all three of them, man. I can. They just need to give up one. If they give up one, I I kind of want them to give up Hunter, even though I like him as well. But I like Herder and Cam Reddish the most. But like I said, if it takes giving up maybe one of them to get Brandon Ingram, it's probably take. It's probably take, gonna take two. But I can. Well, see y'all probably well. y'all gotta give. What it is is um John Collins. Collins, yeah. 
But I it's think because he's going to try to keep them two together. But He got to shoot, man. He got to be able to shoot the three. That'll mm-hmm. change so much for y'all. Because mm-hmm. okay. him ha- having Capella in him there is, is, is a weird thing. Yeah, because he's weird they haven't been able to play with each other either, too, because he's he been hurt. And, of course, the NBA season getting canceled and everything. So I, I've been waiting to see how it's going to look. But, you know, they run like a pick-and-roll type offense. And John Collins has been getting a little better with his three this year. But, you know, it's all just up in the air. It's just going to take, you know, being on the court and playing and building that chemistry. So, like I said, we'll, we'll just see with all of that. I'm hoping NBA comes back. Like you said, maybe, like I said, if you pitch your idea and they take, a, take it, get all the good, juicy stuff that we need. Yeah. Each episode, I like to play like a little game at the end. Um, my last one, I played top three. And I actually do want to get you top three before I get into the game that I created with you. Top three players of the 80s, top three players in the 90s, and then top three players currently. Actually, no, not even 80s. I'll do 90s, 2000s, like early 2000s, mm-hmm. today. And then starting Benjamin Cutter. Top three players from the 90s, obviously Jordan, Hakeem, mm-hmm. and shoot, I'll probably have to go with Pippen. Pippen, yeah. Pippen, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I've always loved Scottie Pippen. Always. Loved yeah, I feel like he don't get. I mean, he gets the recognition, but I feel like he just deserves a lot, a lot more. Whole bunch. He got a lot. He started getting a lot, a lot watching the documentary. Documentary, yeah, exactly. But a lot of us like, man, Pippen could ball, man. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the two thousands, um, Shaq, Kobe, and Duncan. Yep, just the fundamentals. Two thousand tens, um, LeBron, Steph. And KD. Just uh, start them, bitch them, and cut them. All of, I guess, all the uh, different areas. Okay. Start, Jordan, bench, Hakeem, cut Pippen. Ah, oh, the 2001 is tough, though, tough. man. Yeah. That's tough because um, I'm one of the people that feel like there should be a bigger debate about Kobe versus Duncan. Mm-hmm. Because based on people's criteria. Yeah. Duncan should be ahead of Yeah, if I say the rings. The, if you got the same you know, amount of rings, more MVPs, more yes, finals yes. MVPs, mm-hmm. the, you know, you know, all NBA, they were there, um, defensive, all NBA, like, mm-hmm. based on the criteria, he's never won less than 50 games other than the mm-hmm. 1999 yep. lockout. For 17 years, he won 50 plus mm-hmm. games. Yep. Um, so he should be considered better than Kobe, but mm-hmm. it's not flashy, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll say. I think it's really that, you said, the flashiness, athleticism, and the the dog and mentality, like him just being compared to Michael his whole career. Like, I'm, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, too. I love Kobe Bryant. Um, I love Kobe, too. Bryant, I but the I think that's, like you said, everyone mm. just loves that more than someone, you know, just fundamentals, catch, dribble, hezzy move, and then, you know, hook shot, like, Mr. Fundamentals just doesn't even say get that love. I hate the Spurs. That's the that's I'll like I'll I'll admit like I hate Tim. I don't hate Tim. I respect. Yeah. Him. I just don't like him because I've never liked the Spurs. I never liked the Spurs growing up. Makes so sense. Like Shaq, Kobe, Duncan. Like that's tough for me, man. Yeah. Because Shaq, I mean, at Shaq at his peak was better than both of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Duncan and Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like neither one of them touched that. Yeah, nobody peak. Could stop him. Um. Damn, this is tough, man. Oh my god! But like you'll make the right decision, though. I I feel like I I feel like I gotta go. I gotta go start Kobe. Right, I gotta bench Duncan, and I gotta Ooh, cut the shot. Oh, you just talked highly about him. That's crazy. 
because it, his peak was the highest, but theirs was a way a longer, longer stretch. Of yeah. Game. Okay. All right. Great. You All know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like Shaq was dominant in the, that small yeah. time Within frame, time period but Duncan, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He yeah. won five chips spread out. That was okay. a consistent greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, so Kobe, Kobe, you know, he, it was some from 2002 to he won it again in 2009. It was a six year span mm-hmm. where, you know, Shaq, he won it in 06, but he wasn't the best player at that moment on the yeah. team. You know what I'm saying? So that's my logic. Shaq was great from 2000 to 2005. But them three years, though. Yeah. That was, that was some crazy dominant years. And of course, like, they had a three piece. So. In the in the two thousand in the two thousand tens, I gotta go start Brian. This is a little tough too because if Kevin Durant didn't go to Golden State, he wanted to run in one in the rings. Cleveland, I mean Cleveland wasn't gonna lose the OKC. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also don't think Golden State would have won any more chips at all either. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think if if Kyrie, I think if Kyrie was healthy the first year, they'd lose. Because yeah. They didn't Kyrie, Kyrie and Kevin Love healthy that first year. Yeah, I, that first because. They were like they've never been there before, so mm-hmm, they would. Exactly. You can see they would easily shell shell shot. They would have got. They would have got. Golden State would have got dog walked the yeah, first year, and so too, and yeah. the way that they're mentally, their mental makeup is, they probably would have not recovered from it. You know, like they. Yeah, that's, but yeah. it would be so great. They're easily. They they're mentally fragile. Mm-hmm. They just had so much talent. Once KD came, that it was mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's tough, but I think that KD is the better player. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, Katie's by far the better player. Yeah. But Steph has—I mean, he got the rings, got the MVPs. But Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant—I bench KD because KD yeah. has a long stretch of being excellent. Excellent, yeah. yeah. You know, Steph last five years has been phenomenal. KD the whole 2010s, he was killing it. Yeah. If you had a, and if he if he in the U not UNC sorry <laughs> him in the OKC team. Overcame Brown, which like I said, that wasn't going to happen at all. They, that wasn't going <laughs> to happen. That wasn't going to come close to happening. But if he did, I feel like his legacy would be significantly more. But I also, he wasn't able I also, to I'm also one of the people because Brown is my guy. I'm also one of the people that that um, don't see anything wrong with him going to Golden State. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm in the minority with that because mm-hmm. I don't. For one, when I look at the landscape of that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people say he should have went to the Clippers. He should have went to Boston. Like, all right, cool. He could have went there, but it's like, why would I go somewhere where I'm not going to be happy just to appease people? Yeah. Like that. That would not, like I know basketball wise, like yeah, competitiveness. So you want him to spend the next four or mm-hmm. five years in a space he don't want to be because yeah. like, it didn't make sense. Competitiveness, yeah. Like it, yeah, it just mm-hmm. like when I when I think about it logically, don't it wouldn't make sense. So then his choices really would be. To go back to OKC, where it was bigger than basketball, why he didn't want to be there? Like he didn't. Mm-hmm. The management. I mean, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. OKC, OKC was Golden State before Golden State. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they mm-hmm. made, they didn't keep their core together. Golden yeah. State did. Yeah. Golden State paid everybody. Golden State paid Draymond. Mm-hmm. OKC didn't pay Harden. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, and then you, and then you think about it. Like he wanted to be, you know, LeBron, and if he stayed in OKC. Probably wouldn't have beat them nowhere else. Yeah. Golden State wasn't going to beat Cleveland after that because once Cleveland came back from 3 1, that was going to be it for them. Mm-hmm. Even Draymond knew that was over. He said in the podcast with um, All Smoke, he said after 2016, he said they, he think they would have won if he didn't get suspended, but he said he don't think they would have won anymore after yeah, that. that. 
Um, because if you've seen it, teams was catching up. You've seen OKC mm-hmm. did to them all that. So mm-hmm. um, I think he, I think he made the right decision. Because yeah. none of them, neither team, Golden State or KD, wasn't going to beat LeBron. Well, that that 2017 Cleveland team yeah. was the best team to my to me that didn't win a championship like exactly. that that one year. Like they mm-hmm. was tough as hell, mm-hmm. man. I mean, oh, man, they were tough. They definitely was. And it's sad, like you said, and then, of course, all of it comes falling down on on Brian. <laughs> Even with those numbers he put he put up. But People talk about some KD, you got the better of LeBron. It's like, yeah, like you talking about the, the guy that had was 34 and a triple-double? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, nobody's getting the better of anybody. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like what you see, like you said, like it was a match made to heaven for them two to come together for them both to get what they wanted. Ron, obviously, you could kind of get a little bit the shorter end of the stick because you know, I love it though, man. Yeah. Yo, I'm a Bron fan. Like people, people were making excuses, not me, man. I love it. Like I love what he. That's why I was happy about this season because I love what he was going to be able to do. I, I believe wholeheartedly he's going to win. Mm-hmm. He was going to be the guy that everyone say created the super team era and then he was losing in the super team era a monster that he created and then he was going to be able to slay those that you know what i'm saying like yeah. like I, I loved it man i, I love him having the the kds and the Kawhi. everybody saying better than uh, i believe that that's the case man and he take them out yeah what you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I loved it. I, I loved it, man. Yeah. And that's another reason why I think they can't just, you know, end the season dead this season yeah. because it's like a little bit unfortunate. Of course, like he's a little bit older. He's still playing at a high level, but it's like, like you said, I, I, think, I think the Lakers were going to take it and win this year. I think they were going to find some way to pull, pull it out, maybe six, seven games with the Clippers, end up beating whoever comes out the East. But it's mm-hmm. like one more year, you know, he's going to get older, of course. And, it's and I think, yeah, and I think the Lakers, I mean, if this didn't happen, I think the Lakers team was going to be better next year when they have more money. Of course, yep. yeah. yeah, like, so this year would have been a stolen year, um, mm-hmm. a good year. But knowing, you know, seeing how Adam Silver is, I think him and he's doing everything he can. So. And yeah, because I, I think yeah, the type of guy he is, the type of commissioner he's been so far, I think he is not that he's not point. trying to do. Yeah. That's why when you see LeBron, you know, when he tweeted about, like, man, we not. Yeah, like, ain't nobody heard nobody say they not trying to come back. Yeah, so Adam Silver, their relationship. So that's that's the only thing I'm holding out hope on. Exactly. Cool, cool. Yeah, I had a little game for you. I call it fill in the blank. So I'm just going to ask, like, a series of sentences or questions. You got to fill in the blank with just one word. I'm going to give you a chance, of course, to, you know, explain everything. But just one word. First one is... Michael Jordan is blank. Second greatest player ever. <laughs> Second one was LeBron James is blank. Go. <laughs> and next one is if I could go professional in any sport, it would be basketball. basketball. Of course. If I could play one-on-one versus any current, well, first one's current player, it would be blank. Um, you know, it'd be funny. It would actually be um one of the women's. It would oh, be what? Diana Taurasi. That that would be interesting. But Diane is a beast. Diane is she's mm-hmm. booty too. <laughs> no, she's she's the to, she's the goat female yeah, basketball player. So I would I would just love to her highlights to, are crazy. Yeah, I would love to play against her and really show her a lot of respect. Just, yeah, <laughs> so not for real, like because they don't get the respect that they deserve. So. That is true, 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 true. But the next one was uh same question but legendary. So if I could play one on one versus any legendary player, it would be like no, you probably. Sprain my ankle though, but Iverson. I, 
Yeah, <laughs> that was my guy. I had a poster in my room. Blank will win the NBA championship if basketball resumes. Lakers. I would want to be the GM of Blank. It's going to sound funny, but <laughs> the Pistons for some reason. The Pistons this year? Like, I guess currently stated the Pistons? Yeah, the Pistons, man. I, I they feel like they have some money or something. I haven't really looked at their, like, I guess their salary cap situation, but I know yeah, but not only that, but you know, the Pistons. One thing I, you know, I've seen about them is that um, they've always been able to be in the thick of things. You know, what I'm saying like through the eras in the '80s and '90s, yeah. and they've always they been that able to, yeah, they always been able to be in the thick of things. Just right when something is look like it's it's something's taking off, they just yeah. jump in real quick to say, "Hey, we got something to say." Yeah. Um, and I think one of the that was one of the loudest places. I mean, back when you know Chauncey and Benham, that place used to get so loud watching it. Mm. Um, I hated them because it was boring. But I don't know the Pistons. I think in you know. They they've been they they've also been able to I see um you know give you know black men you know um chances there and stuff like that exactly, so yeah. and then last one was my favorite basketball related movie is blank I'm probably gonna go with he got game probably gonna go with he got yeah, game yeah any reason that one over uh I guess any other guess popular ones like I guess like either like Coach Carter or Glory Road or hey, what's the one they play BET all the time it just left my <laughs> left my head. Yeah, you know, loving basketball. Yeah, loving basketball. Um, he got game because even though like all of this stuff was like, you know, some of the other stuff is true, like Coach Carter and Glory mm-hmm. Road and stuff like that. He got game was just so, I mean, as authentic as it gets as far as what I um grew up around. Mm-hmm. And not only that, man, but only one of them have a movie where someone has went on to the character has followed them. Yeah, you know, Jay, the, Ray Allen is still Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like exactly. That's how you know big that was. Like yeah. that moment was. I appreciate you playing the game, filling the blank. Appreciate you, except for coming on and everything. Just two more questions, I guess, just to wrap it up, bring it back full circle. Kind of, what's the motivation behind your your work ethic and success with your business? You say I know Price Sports had a hand in that, but I guess what's your like your overall motivation behind? I guess just doing what you do. I'm trying to, you know, I'm first generation kind of everything with my family, you know, so trying to be the one, you know, to put them in a position where they don't have to worry has been my, you know, really my number one motivation, to be honest. Changing my family's fortune, is it? Creating a generation wealth and success. Yeah. This last one, just to finish up, is there any uh, advice that you may have for someone, um, you know, that wants to get into the vending machine business or start their own business of, you know, of any kind? It's just, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, it's definitely a marathon. Um, I didn't start off right out the gate doing phenomenal. I didn't. It took me some time. And even though, you know, it looked like to, to the outside how fast things happened for me um it also was a process you know so even sometimes i catch myself thinking it happened so fast but i've really been preparing for it mm-hmm. like you you know whatever you're doing just make sure you plan um set goals but set smaller goals to lead up to your big goals when you look at your big goal it might seem too far away and it might discourage you from achieving it but when you break it into smaller steps, smaller goals, you're going to find it easy to get. So enjoy the process, you know, enjoy the process. Because trust me, once you get to that, you know, 
once you get to where you're trying to go, it's gonna make it all that much better. Well said, well said. Well, appreciate you again, Mr. Mr. Marcus Graham, aka Brother Graham. Is uh, I guess you want to tell the people where they can uh, follow you and maybe get your e ebook and um vending course. Yeah, so you can get the ebook, vending course, schedule consultation, all of that on my website, marcusgram.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Brother Graham. And you can follow me on Instagram at I am brother underscore Graham. Perfect. perfect. So I appreciate you again today. This was fun. This was fun. I really enjoyed this. I love your yeah, insight. Definitely gonna have to do this again. Definitely gonna say we'll have you on again. Figure something out. Maybe do an IG live or something. Appreciate you for coming on, answering the questions, and you know, giving your great insight both on the vending machine business and sports world. So you too, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, appreciate right, you for everything, man. No problem at all. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. Once again, I appreciate you all for tuning in. The podcast is now up on multiple platforms, so you can catch it on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher. And make sure you follow and subscribe on those platforms as well so you'll know when new episodes post. Or you can keep catching new episodes on my website with Simplecast. Make sure you all go follow and support Brother Graham. Go buy his vending course if you're looking to add another source of income for sure. If you liked today's episode, please follow, subscribe, rate my podcast. I'll have a link in the description below to where you can do that at. All advice and feedback is welcomed, of course. I'm going to start ending my shows with famous quotes by athletes that I love. And in honor of all the last dance craze, today will be none other than Michael Jordan. So it says, never say never because limits like fears are often just an illusion. Both limits and fears can definitely be our worst nightmare. We may tell ourselves we're not good enough to do something or what we want to do has already been done. You have to kill that mindset and go after whatever it is you want to do. The most successful person you know has had to deal with both limits and fears, but what separates them and why they've reached that success is because they didn't let those two factors overcome them and get in the way of what they wanted. This is something I have also had to tell myself recently with starting this podcast. So do whatever it is you've had on your mind for so long. Get out of your own way, make plans, set goals, do it again hope you all enjoyed thank you for all the love and support and until next time peace